Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to Before I Die, the podcast that questions your own mortality, but in a lively way. I'm your host, Aaron Guillen. I live on Vancouver Island, on the west coast of Canada. Join me as we unpack what it was like for guests to cross a single item off of their bucket list for the first time. All right, guys. Hey, welcome. Today, I'm joined by Larissa Tarango. Now, Larissa is known for the light, literally, that radiates from her figuratively, and I would say quite literally. Uh, she is a beam of sunshine that's packed into a human. I'm not exaggerating. That's so uh, funny. She's, <laughs> she's working as a social media manager in SoCal, uh, and she's always a blast to be around. Larissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, of course. Well, thank, thanks for taking the time, honestly. Love it. <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, before we get into like the the crux of why we're all here, mm-hmm. um, just just tell the audience, you know, how we know each other. And I first wanted to just bring just a, a couple quick snapshot memories of, yes. of uh, how we know each other. Do it. Yes. Um, let's, let's, okay, let's just go from the beginning. I mean, one okay. of the key things that I remember was, thinking that I was related to you um, and then like finding out when I was quite young that we weren't and I was devastated because I was like I thought we were family like (laughs) for those who um, are just listening because everyone is this is not a video podcast uh, (laughs) we're both Filipinos so um, it just I just thought it it made sense sense. it It just made sense sense to me and we actually it goes far back our our yeah. families know each other like this is a generational sort of mm-hmm. um friendship that kind of goes like very very far like back way back way like back like our ago. our moms and yep. our grandparents so yes. it's 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 definitely like very close and i was like so shocked to not to find out that we weren't yeah. related um i that, literally thought we were too i don't it's know so crazy it, i was like so sad that day <laughs> really really sad i was like dang it not my cousin what the heck not my cousin um so that was one key moment another yeah. one um when we were younger we made a ton of music videos we love those. <laughs> i had to bring it up i mean have to. <laughs> uh the i can't think of one that actually stood out they're all okay kind of they were a into ton one. of glee a lot of glee that's all definitely glee there was moves like jagger do you remember that oh one? Oh my goodness <laughs> there was like we were on the pool table we were like I don't know what we were doing. Wow. Wow. Yes. Just a lot of these really cringe dances. We even performed one in front performed. of a live audience on like New Year's Eve. Did it we? was a night to remember from High School Musical 3. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just pulled that memory right out of <laughs> literally non-existence. Oh, that's so funny. That was gone from my memory. But now that was back. gone. You had to bring it back. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's, there's some of the context. We've known each other for a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, including our families and it's it's all very like growing up in the the same time and same area so yeah we go a little far back um is there anything I guess that that sticks out to you on on the time that we've known each other definitely does I think what really sticks out to me the most it's honestly going back to the like how you were talking about really thinking that we were related because our parents lived with each other for a little bit like our moms are literally sisters and when either or of the family couldn't really support themselves they lived with each other and so Mm. I just remember going to Victoria all the time and taking trips but I was so happy like literally so happy when you guys came to Vancouver because then that meant whenever we hung out I don't know how it sparked 
but we just started making a ton of videos together and it wasn't yeah. even music videos <laughs> like it was horror movies it was, it was like horror adventures movies. people dying people falling in love people having to go to the hospital oh, it, there wow. was just there was just so much life in those moments it was a good time growing up it was it was it really was. fun to to just hang out and like get to know obviously like my family your family yeah. i don't know there's always it's always it's always a trip when we're just like hanging together honestly it is it's actually you know what <laughs> the truth is more than just our families being so close because our moms are best friends mm. i think they wanted us to get married so bad genuinely yeah yeah like i have so many baby pictures of us just holding hands i can confirm just, that <laughs> i think you were my first best friend honestly <laughs> it was you and brianna but like you're my first guy best friend because all of my baby pictures has like it's just you and me all the time and it's like in a literally like in a wedding dress sometimes it's I don't yeah, know they definitely do. brought us to weddings and then like, yeah. yo, smile, like stand beside each other, stand beside each other, hug each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're literally like our mom's dolls. They're just like, yeah. actually, <laughs> and it's awesome. Um, we're here, though, to talk about Before I Die. Before I Die. Uh-huh. And the first part is uh, what did you check off of your bucket list? Um, and this is an interesting conversation that uh, Larissa, you and I were having because mm -hmm. we're just like, how do you kind of boil it down to like a simple thing of crossing something off your list yeah um but i think we can just try approaching it as as careful as we can yeah um let's talk about going to cali so you're in southern california right now mm -hmm. you're hanging out there you've been there just for the past about month or so yeah um but this for listeners isn't your first time this isn't your Definitely. first rodeo you've been down there like many times <laughs> not my you've, first rodeo you've been hanging out um but going back, I guess, was 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 a good a big move, right? I mean, it's Definitely. not something to take lightly. No, not um, for sure. So tell me what's what's the scenario right now and why you decided to make the jump back to, to California. Well, as Aaron has mentioned, I have been here before. I was first here when I was 16 years old, and I've always come back. Like something always had me here. It was either working at a summer camp or working at a summer, going door to door, or it was going to school. Everything like that brought me back. But this time around, the reason why I came back was actually because I had this huge desire ever since the pandemic started. And I always saw these girls on TikTok starting their own little cute little small businesses. And those girls were very inspirational to me because they were like their own boss ladies. We love to see those things. But I actually had COVID in December of 2020. And oh I don't know survived how it. I survived. Yeah. It's a real like, big congrats. <laughs> big congrats. I my condolences, my like sadness. This this virus is no joke. Mm. But when I was at home, quarantined in my room, not even able to go outside to bake like I normally would in my 14 days quarantine from traveling. I miss those times so much. I actually became best friends with my iPad and the app Procreate. And I asked my friends to send me digital art of them or not digital art. I asked my friends to send me pictures of themselves that they really liked. And mm -hmm. so I just created like digital versions of it. And I had so much fun. Like I would just not sleep. I'd just be like drawing. And because of that, I decided 
with the intelligence that my boyfriend has of starting websites and selling merchandise online, we decided to collab and create a merchandise of my graphics. And now we sell t-shirts and tote bags and stickers and all of these things online. So that is just one thing that I have crossed off my bucket list and the reason why I came down to move to California. Oh man. And that's, that's insane because I, I don't, I don't mean, I don't want to speak for you, but did you see this sort of thing like checking off your list even like a month or two ago before you, you came down here, right? Actually, no, I, I did not. This is not this specific thing. I did not ever foresee. Mm, and I wanted to like quickly dive into that. Like um, mm-hmm. you, the t-shirt, like merchandise thing, like the angle, guys, the angle of this is genius. Like, okay, listen, who doesn't like bubble tea? I mean, I don't um, know who doesn't because yeah, we all do. Right? Like, like pitch, pitch it to me like you're on like Dragon's Den or like Shark Tank or something. Oh, man. Like, how did, how did that idea even come up in the first place, right? Like bubble tea merchandise. I know. Honestly, it came right in this place that I'm sitting right now. My boyfriend and I were sitting down and watching this girl. Her name is Wholesale Ted and her name is Sarah. She's from New Zealand. And she actually dropped out of university and just started selling merchandise online through Shopify. And she has this course of like how you can do this for yourself as well. And both of us, while I was in Canada, had actually been watching her videos for a while. And we were like, you know what? We're going to try this thing. And so we actually wrote down a list of things that we were interested in and like, quote unquote, like niches, like different types of niches that you could sell to. And so it actually didn't spark from the bubble tea and the t-shirts it actually sparked from the t-shirts to the bubble tea and on our top five list was things like the medical field was a niche a niche is also like veganism or vegetarianism like health another niche was dogs coffee and then bubble tea Mm -hmm. and so both of us we really love bubble tea and it is so much fun to draw. I just, I have to put that out there. It is so much fun to draw the little bobos everywhere. Like, it's just a game to me. It's just so great. Have you been able to like physically hold a, a shirt yet? Or like Not a yet. tote bag or like, how no. does this, how does this even like work? Are, are you guys live? Like, is the, is the website, <laughs> is the website launched? It is launched actually. And we just started running ads and advertisements. I posted just last night for the first time on my Ooh. TikTok and Instagram, like, that this was happening in one of the designs that we made, but I've never held a t-shirt in my hand yet. And I will very soon. I think Mm. after we get our first sale, that'll probably be like a celebration, but. (laughs) Oh, I can't imagine. What, what is one of the designs that you are like most proud of that you kind of go, Oh, I can't believe I thought of that. I'm like, I'm like so smart, you know? (laughs) Okay. That was really me. That was me. That was, that was really me. Okay. So there's this thing. Aaron and I were actually talking about this before we started recording, but I don't know. Oh yeah. You were asking me about like, if I wanted to get a dog in the future. Mm -hmm. And I told him that like dogs are basically like test babies. And so before you raise a child, and I think it is very important to raise a dog. See if you can do that. Mm -hmm. With all that being said, I actually have a very great desire to start a family and to have kids. And my boyfriend was laughing so hard at these and I started showing my family and they're like, only you, like only you would do this. But it is a minimalist drawing of a pregnant woman and there's Boba in her belly. Is, oh my God, what? <laughs> and it's just this Boba baby. 
And the next one with that is literally this fetus in a womb and he's inside bubble tea. A bubble like, tea? What? Like, oh my goodness. What is it? Umbilical you. cord, like a, a straw? Like, it I'm so confused. How so does this work? funny. But like, <laughs> it says, like, I have different things that it says. The first one is like, I woke up like this. The another one is like me in the womb and a real photo of me in the womb. But Amazing. What? It's, it's so funny. Honestly, only only I would do something like that. Yeah. Oh my that that's so great. I it's so exciting to to watch I guess the beginning of a business being launched especially from a friend yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, because this is so exciting. I'm so happy for you." Yes. Yeah, I wanted to loop back. You were saying, you know, um part of this, you know, jump to kind of come back to Cali and and mm-hmm. even start the business was um you and your boyfriend like kind of just collaborating and like getting yeah. to do this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, how important was that in was was having him help help you and you you like kind of bouncing ideas off of each other to really figure it out in the first place? Yeah, I think definitely he actually started. Well, I'm just gonna rewind this go until like it. how we met because I think that definitely a huge role. But in my freshman year of college, I was going to school for pre nursing and. I was doing this, but I had switched my major recently from like de- like pre-dentistry and I was like a biology major. So there was a lot of things going on with that. And I actually dropped out to pursue just becoming a full-on missionary. And I went to a Bible college called Souls West and it was located in Prescott, Arizona. And we actually did do a lot of traveling to California. But in this time, I met this guy who was a photographer and we started one morning or one night we like play tennis with the group of friends and we were on the same team and I was like dude you're not down to like wake up at three in the morning and just like watch sunrise and like take pictures and he was like bet like so we went Mm -hmm. and immediately I actually started having a crush for this guy and this is in like 2017 (laughs) and 2017 yeah like this is literally when I first started going (laughs) and so as the year progressed um I started they actually both found out that I had an, a passion for like social media and they liked my Instagram page. So they were like, okay, Cash, which is what they called me at the school, we are going to have you on our media team and you're going to be working with Joel. And that's my boyfriend's name. And so it ended up being the guy that was the photographer and they had us like working together side by side. And Another thing also went on, I, I just started to see that like his interest for like videography and photography. And I was like, wow, like I've always wanted to do something like that. So now my crush is just intensifying. And <laughs> then in 2018, I didn't know how to drive. And the only person that could teach me was him. Mm-hmm. And so in that, con- in that, like those days that he was like teaching me we would just be driving for like eight hours in the day and we'll just have conversations about things that we like saw ourselves doing in the future and I was just very surprised because everyone that I know like they want to go to university and they want to become doctors or lawyers and I come from Vancouver like a very prestigious city I believe and like I guess like there's so many things that are celebrated in Vancouver but one of them for sure is like going to university but he was just like no like I want to be an entrepreneur and like months passed I ended up going back to Canada he went back to California and it was actually the summer right before I was about to go back to nursing school Mm. that I decided that I really 
wanted to just live my entire life as a missionary. And I decided to actually go to California and become a Bible worker. So I worked with the local church. And lo and behold, he was actually working with another church. I was in Upland, California, and he was in Anaheim. And during that time, that is when him and his best friend started a dropshipping e-commerce store. I don't know if you know about that. Uh, <laughs> barely. Um, that just is like you take stuff and you like just ship it to a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it at all. Like the definition. Yeah, I have no well, idea. I mean, <laughs> Explain, <it's>... please. <laughs> It's cool. A lot of people use third party resources, but as time goes on, they want to use their own private sources. But it's basically taking a product that is manufactured in a third party and being the connection that is between that third party and the consumer. So it's starting like having your own website, having your own store, kind of being like Amazon, like you're just your own Amazon. Gotcha. And people okay. Like they buy from you. So him and his best friend were doing that. And during that time, he ended up confessing that he has feelings for me. And I was like, wow, okay, this is three years in the making. Let's go. <laughs> and so, yeah, we actually, it was great because everything just slid in perfectly. And I think that this is like something that I really saw myself wanting to do, but not really knowing how. And just him being there to do all the know-how and the technicality of it was very, very amazing and such a blessing. Mm -hmm. No, of course. Um, we were talking even yesterday about um, this business being a lot to do with like mental health and growing up and becoming the person that, you know, you really want to be and truly mm -hmm. are. Can you help me understand how that like integrated into like, I guess the whole brand? Yeah, this is going to get deep. Let's go for quick. it. Hey, we're, you, you want to go there? We're ready. We're ready. We're ready to dive deep. You know what? I think this is far enough into the podcast that my loved ones will not listen to this. So it's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone's like, <laughs> <Only> what? <laughs> if, um, I'm just kidding. Like, if you're not ready to hear this, just please sign out now. But I'm just going to like open my heart up right now. But, um, I actually struggled with depression and anxiety for the longest time. And it was definitely because of the image of myself that I had. And it wasn't necessarily, I was like born with like negative self-talk and just like self-sabotaged. I definitely think that my surrounding environment had a lot to do with just pretending to be someone that I wasn't or trying to fit into this mold that let's say like my parents or like other people in my life like had for me. And I think it definitely, I understood why I was in that place in my freshman year of like not really knowing what to do because you will always be confused with something that isn't really meant to be for you. And it never had really any peace resting with me. I actually had like the most anxiety attacks that I've had in my freshman year. And throughout the course from my freshman year until now, it's just been a huge growth and improvement in my mental health. I went to a Bible college, which was definitely not your average Filipino girl's move. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that I had to be every person and every girl that I grew up with. I, I wanted to just be like everyone else. I wanted to be accepted into my family because success means that you have a stable job yep. and that you are a nurse and that mm -hmm. you are perfect and all of these things. But I definitely wasn't that person. And 
I think in quarantine, I really just decided to stop pretending and stop trying to do things that I didn't actually like doing. And it was hard, honestly, because I was honest about my decision for moving and I wasn't actually responded to well, I'll say it mm. to say the least. And with that, I'm very thankful because with the same struggles that I have, I know that I'm not alone. I know that I'm not the only girl that feels pressure from her environment to be someone that she truly isn't. And because of that, like, I want to take every single principle that I've learned along the way to inspire other people to become the person that they really are. And I think that it is the most satisfying and amazing thing because in the year of 2019 to 2020 I actually could see physically that I wasn't doing okay and that mentally I wasn't in a good place I had gained weight I had a lot worse outbreaks of acne and I just really couldn't sleep at night I honestly was not myself when I was with other people I was always nervous like you know how you asked me the question right away like what are you doing <laughs> like with your life kind of thing mm. honestly that question made me so anxious in the past mm. because I was afraid to tell them something they wouldn't want to hear which is insane because nobody has that nobody thinks that nobody's like oh she has to tell me that she's doing this thing like I don't understand why girls or guys people that are young feel like it is a crime to like chase after what they dream to do we it's kind of like demonized almost like that is so bad like you want to do something that you want to do like why would you do something like that that is so insane that is so dumb but truly your ambitions to do something and the motivation to chase your dreams isn't so that you can be selfish or that you can do nothing with your life it's simply to inspire encourage and help other people and I think that people should definitely do those things if they have that on their heart and with the skills that they have as well so mm, yeah no of course I completely hear that because you know even though we both uh, grew up in Canada and like we're mm -hmm. born in Canada there's still yeah. like um the ideas that our parents hold and you know yeah. that's their ideas that's their values they see this sort of like root for you. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents did not see me becoming a journalist at all. Yeah, <laughs> they saw me becoming dude. something else, like a lawyer, doctor, anything <laughs> but a journalist. Mm -hmm. And luckily I've been able to kind of like be like, can show them that there's like a, a career in this. Wow. Um, yeah. But that wasn't like uh, a quick, like overnight sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I am actually so happy that I'm having this conversation with you specifically Why? because <laughs> you're mentioning how you want to interview people that inspire you, but truly, Aaron, like you inspire me. No, 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 and no, 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 no. You definitely inspired your sister too because Cut both of cameras. you guys inspire me. It's <laughs> like I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> Stop. But I'm like not in line because I just looked at you two doing something that you have always been good at and it was you like this is you like any job that you could ever have like this is Aaron it makes so much sense and like you know regardless of like the route that was drawn out for you at the beginning I'm very proud of you for like staying true to what you wanted to do so how about you tell me a little <laughs> bit about how that was like did that have any effect on your mental being and oh what my kind goodness of the tables have been turned I've never had the tables the table. been turned on me. This is the first time. Oh, so I'm so glad. We're going to get into it. 
Um, right at the peak of the pandemic and everything kind of shutting down in, in March when that mm-hmm. happened. Um, the day before I was about to work from home or the day actually that I was supposed to start working from home, mm-hmm. um, I have to like paint a picture. So like I was very stressed as to what this meant for not only me, um, but for my family who was back in Vancouver, who was away from me, um, for my grandparents who were in the Philippines at the time. Um, They were trying to get a flight home. We didn't know if they could get a flight home. And I was like genuinely like worried if for their safety. Um, Add on the fact that like I didn't even know what this meant for my like job career whether this like was just gonna disappear in a moment Mm -hmm. um and the stresses of just what this actually meant for my life and the people that I held close to me so the day starts um I get a call from my boss and they just kind of go down the list of what they expect from me like usual but for some reason that day it really um it just hit me in a way that made me almost spiral Mm -hmm. and um I had finished the call and I couldn't keep focus like at all. My brain was rushing like 10,000 times a minute. Um, I couldn't be productive and I, I don't know, like I couldn't focus. And usually I'm able to kind of just be like, Aaron, snap out of it. Like you're fine. Yeah. You just get the job done and it's done. And that's, what you're used that's to, usually but... what I'm used to. Right. <laughs> but for some it. reason I couldn't kick it. And um, I went to the washroom and I'm just like looking at myself and I'm like, what, what's wrong? Like, why can't you just like get this together? Um, I probably looked in that mirror for like a solid, like five minutes, but it it felt like so much longer. And, um, and then I, I, I left the washroom and I like said to my roommates, I think I'm having like an anxiety attack or like a a mild panic attack. Like I, Mm -hmm. I can't control like what's happening right now. Yeah. And it wasn't like shaking. It was just a lot of like, uh, just, just, I can't focus. And I felt so, so, so anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like my first <laughs> realized like anxiety attack. And I had called my boss and I was like, Hey, like, I can't do this today. And they completely understood, yeah. took the day off, like took a long fat nap, um, had a ton of water, like met up with, uh, with, uh, my friend and we just, uh, hashed it out really. Um, and, and yeah, so, so that was that, um, and I was able to move on from it and, um, realize that I had hit like a a limit, you know? Yeah. And I, we all have that. Yeah. And I thought I could handle it and I genuinely couldn't in that moment. And that was really interesting. It was like a realize like, oh, I can't do this on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, so so there has been like those types of moments in my life. It, luckily, since then, it hasn't been as accentuated as that one moment. But I can catch myself sometimes like feeling like I'm about to to spiral for sure. And yeah. just like able to catch myself, I guess, before mm-hmm. I like go down that like slide, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I've seen YouTube videos of people that have coping mechanisms on ways they don't spiral into depression on things that they do like exercising running making sure they drink water like staying grateful and expressing gratitude and so many different things but sometimes you just get triggered and (laughs) it's true actually there was a moment that I had just after moving to California 
if is it okay if I can go there? Yeah, <laughs> but, no, of course. Yeah, I'm really thankful for how like open you were and vulnerable. I think that I was talking a lot in like general terms, but just hearing your experience with anxiety, I think that it just if someone else hears this, like it might trigger like a moment in them and a time that they have felt like that. I just really like how you touched on the fact that you realized you couldn't do it on your own. And I am very thankful that you came to that point because I didn't come to that point until like four years, let's say five years, actually. Mm. We're going on the fifth year of like thinking that going into an anxiety spiral, having a full on attack and thinking that you can do it alone. Mm. And I actually just want to talk about the first time that I realized that and I actually reached out and it was last year, two years ago, 2019. Wow. What? Throwback. But this was right before I was about to go to nursing school and try to be the person that my parents and everybody wanted me to be. And right before I did that, I actually had a day that I spent with a close friend that we were friends in like sixth grade. And we just never like stopped being friends ever since then, even though she like went to different school and we moved away and everything. I was... um coming back home and I was actually just criticized for what I had done that day. And right away, I couldn't handle it. And I was brushing my teeth, ready to go to sleep. And then the words come and they just keep ripping me and telling me like how bad of a person I am. And right after that, I just drove. to like a neighborhood like close by and I just parked there and I was having a hard time breathing and I was crying a lot and the person that I called was actually someone that you have interviewed already really yes who was it it was Mark oh (laughs) yeah like I'm really thankful for him because just I don't he was like the first person I could think of in that time just like knowing that I can say anything and I won't be criticized and I will just be like cared for. And I am very thankful for him because as I was crying, he didn't like ask too many details. So we didn't talk too much about it, but he started just introducing me to his plants. And (laughs) that is, you know, like, honestly, sometimes what you need when you are spiraling is just a quick direction turn and just to have your eyes and directed to something else and so he's just introducing to all his plans and then my phone died but I was so thankful because if I did not call him I would have like spent a night in my car and just like been so cold in the morning but I went back home slept in my bed and I'm very thankful for that but um it it wasn't the last time that actually happened I think I'm I'm thankful because right after that I got help I got therapy and after that I started working and it wasn't actually until January of 2020 that I had my next one. And this was the movie Soul. Have you watched it? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have never related to a character more than I did to 22. Mm. For those of you that don't know who 22 is, she is an unborn soul that has been for years trying to find her spark and her purpose. I related to her so much because there were great mentors like Abraham Lincoln, Mother Teresa, (laughs) so many people that were trying to 
show her what her purpose in life was, but nothing clicked. And it was because she fell in love with life itself, like just walking. She fell in love with music. She fell in love with pizza. And Mm -hmm. every time she lit up, I literally saw myself in her. And I was always so sad because people would ask me like, what are you going to do? And like, honestly, like, I just want to walk for the rest of my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to... I just want to have fun and, and record those beautiful moments. And people would actually like criticize me. Like, what is she doing with her life? Like, is she even like working up to anything? Like, this isn't a way to live. But with my boyfriend, I'm starting to understand that life isn't so much about going to work, doing things that you don't desire in order to live a life that you do not desire. Mm. This is a little clip from Alan Watts. It's in the song Logic and it's in one of Logic's songs. I can't remember the title, but like that just hit so close to home. But 22 finally goes back to the U seminar, I mm-hmm. believe is what it's called. <laughs> and she goes back because the guy that she was trying to help, Joe Gardner, he tells her that like you'll never be able to find your purpose. And she gets triggered like she goes into this place and becomes a lost soul and she's in this just world of black sand and it's just people that mentored her and looked at her and were telling her like you'll never be able to amount to this you'll never be able to find your purpose like you'll never find your spark and what hurts so much is that you could see the figures of those people but you heard 22's voice Mm. and immediately I started crying And I started having a hard time breathing because I was so triggered because that is exactly what anxiety feels like. They pictured it so perfectly. And I was so mad because I was like, they should have made a trigger warning at the beginning of this video (laughs) of this movie. But they didn't. Like, y'all really read my journal. Okay. Okay. Like, y'all really know what it feels like. But it was scary because I've never seen that before. Mm. I'd never seen it with my eyes, but I've only felt it. And it's like that time when you like see a post that you just completely resonate with and you're like, that's the thought. And I saw that and I was like, that's the thought. That's exactly what's going on in my head right before I go to sleep or anything. And like, I had the worst panic attack that I've ever had in my life to that point. Like I was doing what is called self-soothing. And it's like, where you're kind of like uncontrollably like trying to like comfort yourself as if you're like a little baby. And I went out outside, they had a pool and I stuck my feet in the pool and I couldn't even feel anything. But I'm just so thankful because my best friend who is, oh, like she could be an amazing counselor. She just breathed with me. She was there with me. She did the same thing that Mark did. She was just distracting me, kind of like talking about the problems that she's having. And my boyfriend doing the same thing, like telling me that he's there for me and that times where he's felt that same way. And so I'm very thankful for that lesson that you cannot do it alone. And before you start spiraling is to actually like text or call a friend when you know that you're about to go to that place and just like let them know that, hey, like I'm about to go to this place and I really need you to just talk to me about something random right now. And I just need you to be there for me. So reaching out for help is so important. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't echo that enough. Just like having your inner circle or at least know the the key sort of people you can reach out to. Yeah. Because, you know, if you don't have that, at least just start start thinking about like who that could be in your mm-hmm. life, right? Like Definitely. Yeah, it's it's really important and I'm glad that you brought that up because, 
you know, I didn't even see the our topic honestly going this way, but I'm I'm Me glad neither. that we leaned into it. <laughs> same, same. I'm really glad that we leaned into it because um it if for some like stupid reason, it still like feels a little stigmatized to even talk honestly. about like you know, struggles not only yeah. after they happen, but like when they're happening. I think oh, that's the key that thing. That is so big. Yes. And agree. I'm still learning that that kind of lesson of like voicing mm-hmm. my struggle when I'm in the struggle yeah. versus after and being like, oh, like I'm so great. Like, haha. I like, I like <laughs> I, struggled and now I'm good, you know? Yes. Like, like, honestly, like I was crying. I was actually drowning just a minute ago, but I got myself out now. Like, I'm good. I'm good. And like, <laughs> life's great. And like, this yeah. is sunshine and rainbows. Perfect. No, it's it, really not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's really key. I think it's so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, on that note, let's uh, yeah. let's take a break. Let's For take a sure. quick break. <laughs> okay, so hey, we're going to take a quick break while Larissa is going to give me actually the best piece of advice she's ever received. And you can find that on our Instagram page at Before I Die Podcast. We will be right back. And we're back, guys. So before we get into the second half of our podcast, where we talk about what Larissa still wants to check off of her bucket list, we're going to launch straight into a rapid fire series of questions. Ooh. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is a just off the top of your head answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a small twist, though. So if at okay. any point um, an answer grabs my interest, we're going to stop and we're going to talk about that one question. Ooh. All right. Because regardless, we'll just kind of really just go through it go really really quick Mm -hmm. but there will be one that we will dive into yes all right all right we're ready to go let's go for it okay (laughs) and three two one if you had one superpower what would it be telekinesis telekinesis biggest gray wanda sorry oh no yeah i like that i like that biggest pet peeve People that are just mean for no reason. <laughs> They're mm. usually hurt, but when it's just for no reason, I'm like, yeah. why? Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. What was the most memorable nickname that you had growing up? Cash. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my uh, name now. Exactly. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie of your life? <gasps> Haley Seinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> Wait, is she yeah. is she half Filipino or like? I think partly, so. like a Dude, quarter. Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> is she Filipino? Yeah, those girls are both part Filipino. Since when? Wow, look at us. Yeah. Philippines, yay. Philippines. <laughs> uh, one day that you would never want to relive again. What day would that be? Oh my gosh, the first time I peed myself in public in like oh. the third grade on gymnastics tour. <laughs> oh. On a tour oh in public. Goodness. Yes. The worst. I won't make you relive that. Let's keep it going. Thank you. Um, first celebrity crush. Zayn Malik. <laughs> <laughs> 1D forever. 1D. What, what was your closest near-death experience? Oh my goodness. This is oh, actually it was in a car accident with well, it was in 2017. Mm. But I was going to say, it's the nearest death experience I've had is when I almost did it to myself. This is in another dark time in my life. Yeah. And that is why it's so important to share these messages and to talk about mental health. No, super, super important. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what? When was <laughs> when was the last time you cried? We're still going like deep. 
Ooh, it's like zooming into my face yeah, as we exactly. talked about in the Vanity Fair. Okay, the last time that I cried, does it have to be like sad tears? Happy no, tears? it can be happy tears. Oh, one hundred percent. So last night, my boyfriend and I actually watched a compilation of Tony Stark and Peter Parker <laughs> being an iconic duo, and it was literally just all the moments of Tony Stark and Peter and Spider-Man, and I just like. Their dynamic is so cute and like first peter dies and then tony actually dies and like i just wow. and we just watched far from home recently and i just love that duo it just makes me so emotional uh, thinking about all of the avengers wow <sighs> good tears good tears good That's tears good good actually tears. i'm just gonna quickly add my own it's not the last time i cried but it was like happy tears it was when i was uh -huh. watching um the disney um there was like an ad or something during Christmas time. You had your uh, mom react to yes. it. Yes. I don't know what it was called, Filipino but this, it was just Christmas. like the ad, like Christmas mm -hmm. Disney ad. And it, yes. for those who didn't watch it, it was like about like a Filipino like family and like, I don't, what are those called? Like, what is the star called? Like, I, I feel uncultured. Yeah, I call it a Filipino star. <laughs> I was going like to say like Filipino, Filipino Christmas star. star. Yes. Um, if there's a special name, let me know. Um, but dude, yes, I feel you. I edited that video and I watched it like a hundred times. I actually think I cried every time. Like, I, <laughs> I cried watching your mom cry. Yeah, like dude, after she I cried. had cried already. Dude, she cried way sooner than I thought she would though. <laughs> like she started crying way too early. I was like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> so funny. Ah, oh, it's so it's so like touching to realize like how important representation is and like to like, oh, see yourself yes. on the screen exactly. and like seeing your story told and like yes. that's what like switch that that the tears in me mm, you're like <laughs> this what, like, is why this needs to happen and this exactly. has to happen more oh it has to happen so much more yes absolutely agree uh, okay let's keep going um what is the best thing you've ever eaten period I love food. Oh my gosh. Only what one do thing. I even say? Only one. Only one? Only one. It okay, can be like currently I, I honestly, enjoying. What's the best thing like you you've currently eaten like okay. in a year or something? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I can think of three things. I have to say all three though. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Pad see you at this place called Sanam Luang. So good. Mm -hmm. There's a dog pile which is fries tater tots two impossible patties every single house sauce at monty's which is a hundred percent plant-based in echo wow. park in la all vegan yeah wow you have to try this Aaron. like mm. honestly i take every single person i know here in cali to the spot and it is so good dog pile is that what it's called yeah it's called a dog pile it's actually on the secret menu too mm. it's just mm -hmm. it's like animal style fries that they have from in and out but like on another level and, and then the last, last thing is Sonic milkshakes. Sonic milkshakes is there a flavor? Cookie dough. Cookie dough. They have cookie dough. Oh, so good! I just had it for the first time a while ago. <gasps> Wait, I thought of another one. Alberto's <laughs> burritos with French fries. Inside French fries. the burritos. Inside the burrito. That's called. It's called a California style burrito. Okay, I like that. I think I've had that Ugh. once before, and that was really, really good. So good. So good. Wow, we're getting like the rundown of all the the good eats in SoCal. Oh please, I have a long <laughs> list. Just follow you me just, on Instagram. Just start like a podcast or like an Instagram just based on the foods. Like you eat the foods. Why don't I? Right? Why don't I? Yes. There's a niche for it. 
the people yeah, there is. the people want it the people need <laughs> the people, it people <laughs> give it to the people give the people what they want oh man um okay next uh describe your most embarrassing childhood moment in three words excluding the gymnastics um incident well i was gonna just say i peed myself <laughs> um the most embarrassing thing honestly the fact that i don't care like i just did not care really I, to say the least i would always i used to have this juice box in front of my desk that was actually okay. just filled with my saliva no no <laughs> no we'll say less we won't go more into that we're, we're gonna move on now that's but so funny oh I just man did not care no more questions no more questions needed um <laughs> what is what are you wait sorry what are you most addicted to marvel mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you said Marvel, not Marble. No, yeah, like Marvel. Like Marvel. Okay, okay. Oh, not Marvels. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Definitely right now, Wanda and Vision. The next episode. Oh is my goodness, I want to watch it so badly. Oh, it's so interesting. It's she so, has so, so much good. mental trauma. Yeah. What are you most afraid of? My friends and family not receiving the eternal salvation and mansions that God has placed out for us, mm. just because of something small here on Earth that we couldn't give up. Mm. Worst fear. Hmm. I want to dive into that later. We'll dive into okay. that later. Um, yeah. What's your go-to song in karaoke? Ooh, Dancing Queen. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see you. I see you. And fellow ABBA stan. Little sub- September? Yeah. Little <laughs> September. Do you remember? Um, if there was one food that you would erase from existence, what would it be? I love all food. I used to hate mustard and now I don't. I used to hate pickles and now I don't. Really? One food, one food. Must be erased. Meat. <laughs> just like, just, it's so just mean. Like just a, stop killing the animals. Just an entire banner. Meat, <laughs> just all the meats. Yeah, like pork skin specifically. And meat like cow food. tongues. Like just anything that is just like, not like their flesh, like kind of like their toes and their tongues and like oh my goodness, eyeballs. Wow. Like, oh, that's just so weird. Wow. That's a. What's the weirdest? I mean, let's just dive into this quickly. Yeah. Um, what's the weirdest meat you've ever tried? Or you have? I tried have a grasshopper. You, you tried a grasshopper? Yeah. I've had a grasshopper. Um, what's the word? Um, like protein bar. But what? It was. It was like just alright. It just wasn't. Dude. It wasn't like amazing. Okay, I gotta say, if you're gonna eat a grasshopper, it had to be the way that I ate it. I wow. literally went out and caught the grasshopper with oh. my hands. Okay. And then we put it through a stick and we fried it. Wow, that sounds. Really? Oh my goodness! What? It was for like a senior survival thing, but it was in my hand for almost like an hour. That was the most disgusting part. I was just holding it. It was. It was just like dead the whole time, or it was like. It wasn't alive? dead in my hand. That's oh, what was no. so sad. It was literally like bouncing around in my hand, and we fried it on a stick, and I ate it. Rip. It's the only way. Rest in peace, grasshopper. Dude, what in the world though? A bar? Where can you get that? I feel like that has a lot of protein. It was literally just at like a grocery store that I worked at. Wow, that's <laughs> wild. Oh, like in Palm. At Palm, yeah. Yes. Shout out. They just had like grasshopper protein bars. Go what? figure. Yeah. And you're just like, what is that? I want they it. also had kangaroo burgers. Like, I don't know how that's okay. <laughs> like at all. Like, I'm is that humane? No. Is that humane at all? I don't <gasps> think so. I genuinely don't think that's humane, but wow, that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then, okay, last question: one thing that you will never, ever do, 
Ever? Ever. Never. Drugs. Drugs. Wait. Stay away from drugs, kids. <laughs> and like, maybe I'll do some. <laughs> that will help me. Just the light stuff, not the heavy stuff. Duh. Yeah. Okay, and that that concludes all of it. We're we're done. There it is. That's that it. is that is the end of the rapid fire questions. We love it. We Thank love you so much that. for your your candor, your honesty. Mm, love it. Appreciate it. <laughs> We're going to go now right into the second part of our podcast, um, which talks about why do you, or no, why, what do you still want to check off of your bucket list? Um, and we were kind of having a conversation on how to frame this one as well. Um, <laughs> just talking about how um, really leaning into, Excuse me. I can't think of a better way to say it, God's plan, like Drake, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Mr. Rapper himself, uh, what God God's plan is for you essentially, and that mm-hmm. goes into like you know your creative side, you know potentially really leaning into like the social media sphere, uh, influencing sphere, um, and how that kind of all ties together. So, first question, um, yes, <laughs> to kind of like really attack this, um, when did you decide that God's plan was your plan? Whoa, Mm. that was pretty recent, honestly. Mm. There's this quote in a favorite book that I have that says that someday our mind will be so closely tied to God's mind by like reading his word that the very desires that we want to carry out are the desires that he actually has for our lives. That was one thing that really turned it on. Another thing was when I realized how loved and accepted and amazing I really am, mm-hmm. I never believed it. And I always thought that I had to change who I was to fit who he wanted me to be. But I realized that the person that he loves and died for is the very person that I already am. And there's nothing that I needed to do to change that. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I realized he died for me on a cross because he loves the person that I am. So I'm going to save that person. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really powerful. Um, I want to kind of just like take a quick step back for like, you know, listeners who who might not be religious. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you even start like going down this road? Because (laughs) like, okay, to put it simple, right? Like, um, for those who don't know, uh, we both grew up in the same sort of faith um, under Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, The specifics, uh, the details, we can deal with it later. But you know, we grew up in the same sort of like church environment mm-hmm. sort type of thing. Um, there, I believe at least that when you go from like being a child to an adult, there's kind of this like moment in your adolescence where you have to figure out, is this even for me at all? Right. Definitely. Because when I was younger, you know, it's just a part of your life. You don't really have a decision no, you whether um, you're <laughs> you have your own faith. It's like your parents mm-hmm. faith. Like we're going to church. You. Exactly. Like we're going to private school. Exactly. Like it was your life because they <laughs> mm-hmm. they gave it to you. And they're like, yep. this was your what you're going to do. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you go move to Cali, you go live on your own in Victoria, Victoria. you know, we're our own human beings is when was that point, you know, when you decided, oh, like, this is now my faith and not my parents faith. Are you still Mm -hmm. figuring it out? Yeah, actually, that definitely happened for me when I moved out. I think that's so healthy. Like, please move out, like, go out (laughs) and like, 
pursue something like just go for it because then you really understand why do I live the way that I live not even speaking from a religious standpoint but just understanding the motivations for what you do and understanding the foundations that you live upon like what do I believe in how do I want to live my life and I think that definitely when I went to a it was still like an academy so it definitely was still under like faith and all of these things and while I was there, there was some person that actually very much inspired me and she was my dean and we just had Bible studies together. And so from there, I started having my own journal. And I guess that really sparked an individual relationship with God for me. And ever since then, I have not missed a day journaling and praying to God. So I think there is a big misconception, at least from my perspective, that um, faith is like an on and off switch. Like mm. either you have it or you don't have it. Explain more. Go on. Um, I think because when I was younger, um, I I really asked a lot of questions to my parents, being like, "What if we're not like the right faith? What if we're not oh, the right yeah. religion?" Right. That's so important to ask. And it, you know, it came to be like, "Oh, you you just need to trust more. You know, you just need to like mm. really lean into it, right?" Mm. And I I wasn't I was unsettled with that answer. That's a pretty. Um, good reason to be it because you don't understand so yeah and I guess as the more I've I've talked to people who are within the faith outside the faith yeah. I've learned that you know we we as like a specific type of Christian aren't the only people that will end up in heaven you know with mm -hmm. heaven as a concept to to begin with that's a whole yes, other conversation yes. but <laughs> We're gonna... It's the whole like layers on layers on layers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the reality that we're accepting right now is, you know, uh, that heaven is a thing and that um, it doesn't only have to be us as a small like group of Christians going to heaven. Um, that was like a key thing that I've learned maybe probably over the past year and a half or so. Um, just kind of accepting the fact that, you know, how can um, I be so close-minded to think that I'm the only one with some sort of truth, you know, in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I have to accept the fact that, hey, listen, like there's so many people around this world who know um, different forms of what God is and who God is and um, why God is. And it's, yeah. it's all of these like very like inconceivable, like things that you can't grasp. And it's so hard to like mm. actually understand God. Mm -hmm. And if we thought we knew all of it, um, I don't know. I feel like that's just like the dumbest thing you could genuinely do is to yeah. pretend that you, that you have all the answers. Yeah. Know that you have all the answers about God. Mm -hmm. um, was there a moment in your like walk with God, especially at least maybe when you moved where there was just some questions that you couldn't find the answers to? 100%. So we are about to go deep once again, zoom in real close, but um Definitely understanding that with having a any sort of belief, whether you believe in evolution, whether you believe that God created the world, it takes faith. There is an aspect that you don't know and you just have to believe that it actually happened. And so something that I really had like a question with was like the goodness of God and his character and his decisions and his love and I will say man I really I had a, like I was thinking about this like earlier but you know like my friend 
has gone through even harder things that I could even imagine. And it actually led her to come to a point where she just doubted his love for her. And the only thing that I can say to that is I'm sorry, first of all, for the things that you're experiencing. But second is with anything in life, we will have so much anxiety when we continue to think about things that we don't understand and things that we cannot control. So I guess the way that I'm trying to put it into perspective for my own life is that there's so much about God that I want to question and I want to be like, why are you doing these things? There is this book, it's like called Steps to Christ. And in chapter 12, it says what to do with doubt. And in this chapter, it goes on to say that if you want to be skeptical, you will have plenty of things to be skeptical of. Like there are so many unanswered things in this world, but it will be such a blessing for you and like healthy mentally to like think about the things that you do understand. Like I understand that I have food on my table right Like I understand that I'm breathing and I understand that life is the way that it is. And when you start to focus on the things that you do fully know about God's character, you do fully know about this world, that it will just be like, like it's, it's kind of, there is a level of like accepting and trusting, but I know that for sure, a hundred percent, the opposite of trust is worry and anxiety. And to be in that space is really hard way to live life as well. Mm. It, it really is. Um, I think there is, there is room to allow yourself to doubt because mm-hmm. if you don't have doubt, like it doesn't, I think give you a, give you room to grow and understand Definitely. I think why doubt you doubt in the so first important. place. Yeah. But I, I found, you know, at least growing up, it was like looked down upon to doubt, to be like, mm-hmm. oh, like how can you not trust the goodness of, of God and yeah. um, that sort of thing. Um, and it, it's kind of hard to talk about these type of topics because it's very like in the, what's the word? It's like, it's not tangible sometimes. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel tangible at yeah. least to, to people who don't have like perhaps a, a spiritual, um, I don't know how to say it, like background background to them or like don't grow up in like a, a certain faith. Um, what have you found has been like the greatest help to remind you um, of the goodness that is like having that relationship with God. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's looking at past experiences of people that had a relationship with God. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says that the God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So with the same experiences that they've had, I can know that he can provide for me in those same ways that he has in the past. Another tangible way is like through prayer and seeing prayers answered. Like, okay, I mean, if I prayed for this exact thing to happen and for this opportunity to open and for like an amazing husband in the future, and right now I am living in an amazing place in Riverside, California, and I am dating someone who like I can definitely see like in the future that I'm going and just seeing everything in my life, like all the prayers that my mom has prayed for me, like just being answered. And honestly, sometimes not in a good way, like not in a good way per se, like I have all the money that I need. I have all the food that I want, but even the trials that I've had, like the time that I knew that God was real was when I was actually at my lowest. And I mentioned this with Aaron earlier, but I had 
interactions with a lot of therapists and speech language pathologists because I had lost my voice and I had nodules for two to three years. And in that time, I fell into a deep depression because I got to a point where I was so hurt in my throat that I couldn't even speak anymore. And I could only listen to the thoughts that I had with myself. And that time, I definitely had to do a lot of questioning of like myself, what I stood for, and even like God's character. Like, if you're so good, like, why is this happening to me? But it's just, I really like experiences like that, where we can have questions and we can find those answers on our own spiritual journey. And that's something that I can just give I was a piece of advice to any single person that has questions is like, allow yourself to doubt, allow yourself to go through those journey and finding the answers to what that is for you. And I think that's the most rewarding thing is like having the guts to move forward in that, like mm. even in that space of like darkness, like I don't understand why this is happening, but I'm just going to keep on moving forward and I'm just going to like find out what it is. And these like spiritual awakening journeys for people. And it's, it's amazing because even in that time, I felt like I was drawn closer to God because I understood the kind of suffering that he went through when he sent down his son to be like with us on this earth and die for us and want to like raise us with him again in the future. So, yeah. Mm, mm, of course, of course. I think it's, it's important not to, you know, base, um, it's for this is a reminder to me i'm just gonna yeah, yeah, preface yeah. that it's Put a reminder it for me i i need to remember that i can't um thrive um in a good spiritual life just based on like the feeling of feeling god oh yeah but i've 100%. i've definitely heavily like relied on that for a long time like yeah. you know feeling like oh i feel god in this song i feel god mm -hmm. in like this testimony that's being told yeah. um i i feel god in like nature and yeah. like even though it's 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 awesome that i can feel god in those instances i need to remind myself that i i know like the things that god has done for me mm -hmm. through like past experiences instead of just yeah. like having a, a fleeting feeling because you can't yeah. ride that feeling for like you can't for Dude, god, god relationships <laughs> like right? i'll just put it into perspective with like physical like relationships and intimate relationships that we have with other people mm. because God even relates it in the book of revelation that the relationship we have with another human is the same relationship that Jesus has to the church. And if we go back to the garden of Eden, we see Adam and Eve being together. Let's say that they just had feelings for each other. Like to nowadays, I actually heard this statistic when I was scrolling on TikTok the other day, okay. but there's actually a higher divorce rate because of quarantine. And the year 2020 actually had an increase of the race of likelihood of getting a divorce than it did in 2019. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like there is the divorce rates just increase over the years like crazy. You're never going to have that same rainbows and popsicles and happiness in a relationship it's not always going to be good it's like holding on to that person when times get hard and learning that love is not about serving yourself but it's asking the question how much can i give like self-sacrificial love mm. but going back to that model of like adam and eve in the beginning adam has his partner and with his partner it says that adam knew eve this word translated in hebrew is gnosko and 
Gnosko means to know by experience. And I mean, you know what kind of experience they had together to have a baby. <laughs> so like that experience is something that they need to go through to give them like a deeper connection. But honestly, in the same way that we get to know someone else through intimacy, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional intimacy, we have to cross that line as well with God. And it has to like no longer be a feeling, but like actually getting to know him through experiences whether it be good or whatever you perceive as like bad now my perception of bad is not actually bad because I see that when I go through hard experiences it makes me a better person and I can see like God's love even through the hard times yeah and it's like if you don't have hard times how are you supposed to know like how are you supposed to learn from those hard times there's no depth either there's no depth when everything's really great in your life like like if everything's great, is anything actually great anymore? Like, mm, this you know, is true. You kind of have to like experience low times to experience greatness too. Exactly. Or else you wouldn't yeah. know the the peaks if you didn't experience the valleys. Yeah, right? Like happiness isn't happiness if it's always happiness. Mm, mm-hmm. um, kind of now like shifting gears and going into how that applies to your life and God's mm-hmm. plan into, you know, a, a lifestyle, I guess, or a career, yeah. however you want to frame it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were telling me that, you know, you really want to invest in um, the social media aspect and kind of be, bring that truth to the platform. Um, mm-hmm. And I've, I mean, I've noticed, honestly, in the social medias that I follow you on, um, <laughs> you're, you're like, you're raw and honest in a way that doesn't feel like it feels almost like kind of anti-social media. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Like, wow yeah like you know it's not putting up a facade it's not putting up like you know like uh, a silly quote or something it's something that's very real to you um whereas it seems you know instagram i mean that's the key one for me at least is just a whole barrage of just like people being fake and like just <laughs> so showing their bad. best it's shot so their best sides right like yes. how how do you start to counter how do you start to fight that when the system is used is built in a way that's supposed to feed on this like hunger for like being accepted and like it just Mm. it's only driven by that definitely well two sources of this great awakening is actually first my boyfriend actually is a person that does not care about what people think and that was very weird to me I think the only friends that I had to that point was people that cared about what other people thought of them. Mm. And so meeting him and just seeing the way that he lived his life and how he didn't change the way that he would talk in front of other people. I was like, like, who are you? What animal? Like, like you're just built different. And so just (laughs) like becoming like friends with him first was like really helpful to me because he didn't struggle with anxiety or depression like I did because what drove my to anxiety and depression is that very aspect of people pleasing. We were talking about this early, earlier, but it like, it led you to burnout because you were trying to please others and just saying yes, but like, it's learning to draw those boundaries and just not caring is a perfect boundary on how you cannot fall into those pitfalls or those spirals. Another thing is this book called Telling Yourself the Truth by William Backus and Mary Chapman. The very like first few chapters actually talk about this idea that is highly exhibited in Instagram, let's say it's called FOMO. And you look at someone and you have FOMO for their experience or their life. And you, it, this all comes from envy. And the truth is about envy. There's this 
example in the book of this woman named Connie who looks at Jane and she's like, oh my gosh, Jane is married. She has a husband. She has kids. She has everything she could ever want. She is so happy. And I'm really sad. And then Jane looks at Connie and Jane is like, oh my gosh, Connie is so lucky. Like she has the freedom to go and come whenever she likes. She can make it for herself. Like she's really the happy one. But what you notice about those two pictures is that Envy never has the whole picture. They don't see each other when they're at their lowest point. Envy, it actually just kind of blinds you to what really is going on, that everybody has problems to overcome and trials to face. And I think that is something that I really want to exemplify in my own platforms as well, is that I don't want to hide those times, which is kind of like, I'm saying this, I don't want to, but at the same time, like, of course I haven't shown everything. I think there's like a level of privacy for Mm -hmm. sure. But I just think that it's really important not to hide like the hard times as well, because it goes back to that point of like, you really need people. And if you try to show other people that you don't need anyone to be okay, like you're not going to get the health that you need and you're not going to get to the place that you need to go. And I remembering something else like from another book. Yes, it's called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And Brene Brown. Re- okay, I know her. I know. Oh, her. you yeah. do. I saw like a Netflix special that she did. Oh, yes. That is so good. Do you like listen to any of other like you watched it? I I watched her entire Netflix special. The one lesson that I took away from that one. I don't know what it was called. I think a call to courage. something. Call to, courage. call to courage. Yeah. Um is when you're in conflicts or like situations where you feel like someone perhaps has wronged you or they don't just understand, use the line, um, this is the story I'm telling myself. Um, Mm. Am I right? Am I wrong? And I found that that has been so, 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 so useful. Um, Not only in like friendships, but relationships. And um, it's it's really been a key like learning thing for me to not like jump to conclusions, Mm -hmm. um, to not paint someone in a certain light before I understand where they're coming from. Exactly. And that's been so first. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Seeking first to understand and then being understood. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It all comes full circle. I love it. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Renee Brown has her like things. It's called like courage, connection, like having courage to be vulnerable, seeking connection and then finding compassion. And that is how that's the strength of vulnerability is basically what it is. Mm -hmm. But that's scary. Like I completely 100%. admit, right? It's it's terrifying, right? Yeah. You if you put yourself out there, you do have the potential to be rejected mm-hmm. or like just stabbed in the heart, right? Yep, but if there's no chance for that to happen, like what's the word? Like if there's no risk, there's no reward, right? Yeah. If you don't take that chance, you'll never know. Exactly. And our lives are way too short to kind of like play it right? safe, right? Yes. I just I just think it's I'm over this year, I've just realized like, I'm so tired of just hoping that things sometimes will work out. Like you just mm. have to make them work, you know? Oh. And just at least like try jamming that, like Drop knock down mic. that door, yes. right? You yeah. know, like stop waiting for someone to respond to you. Mm-hmm. Respond to them first, text them first, you know? Yeah. Ask that person that question, exactly. knock down your doors to build your career. It's not going to come to you Mm-mm. at you all. You have to make it happen. 100% agree. Could not agree more. <laughs> like you can't keep waiting for things to happen. No, I guess like for your experience, like 
was it ever how were you kind of scared to like step over that barrier and like I'm gonna make this happen and how was it for mm. you when you finally did it yeah um okay I'm I'm about to share something I don't know if I'm gonna cut it or like gonna, I'm gonna keep it I want <laughs> okay. I want to keep it because there's just like many layers to this story okay um but I'm just gonna just dive into it um because this is like a real time like happening right now sort of like event Ooh, um, <laughs> as we're talking about sharing when you're as we're talking about it um because this this will come go up later right like it's okay, not okay. in the current um i'm about to switch like companies wow. i'm yeah i am about to leave the, the place i'm currently with in mm -hmm. in favor of another company um to put it simply i felt like i haven't been doing the quality of of journalism that i've been wanting to do you're undervalued right now <laughs> like you could do more I feel I feel like I I just really want to start digging a little deeper into the stuff that I, I report see. on I feel like mm -hmm. I I hit the surface yeah and only the surface yeah. um and I want to dig a lot deeper mm -hmm. um so I saw a posting um from someone who was previously hired at my company right now and they're like hey you should apply for this gig at um uh, another place it's called the Capital Daily and also in Victoria and I was like oh like I think I could see myself doing that but the deadline had passed and I was like oh well um I don't know if I should like it's already passed like what's the use mm -hmm. of applying in the first place and I was like you know what let's just go for it so I I slid into the dms and I was like <laughs> this is me this is who I am I know that the deadline is passed but I would love the chance to have a conversation and um, put my name in for this gig and they reached back out like a couple of days later and were like great like let's set up a time to chat awesome. and um and then the chat was set up and we had a conversation with some of the executive executives and uh long story short they offered me the job on the spot yes after, congratulations after the interview <laughs> That's so awesome. i'm like very much in the midst of mm -hmm. you know that switch and it's been very exciting and very like it's been a roller coaster of emotions uh, yeah. over these past couple of weeks but um that would have never happened if i didn't you know exactly accept the fact that oh it's a deadline you know is does that mean anything to me mm -mm. it doesn't mean anything to me and it <laughs> I'm shouldn't walk over it i'm gonna walk over it and be like oh hello you forgot to give me the job you know um <laughs> hey so, you dropped this it was me exactly exactly so if that's not a testament to taking life by the reins and being like you know what i'm not going to dictate um or life's not going to take i can't even talk <laughs> life is life will not dictate like what happens to me i will dictate what happens in my life yo you can either be the victim or you can be the captain of your life you know exactly exactly like, that. you know you I, I have nothing else to add but that's that's essentially like my yep. Uh, yep, you said yes i completely yes agree. stamp but, of approval <laughs> but yeah that that's where i am right now so it's just very exciting and everything's uh kind of just falling into place it seems it's cool yeah yeah so so i think honestly this is kind of a good place to start like wrapping up i i'm so thankful larissa for you joining me yeah. today um but before we come to the end of our time uh as with the theme of our podcast i don't want to leave this convo leaving anything unsaid before I die, as cheesy as it Ooh, sounds. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to, to tell you, Larissa, like you, I've said it before in the previous uh, earlier today, but you're mm -hmm. an inspiration for not only me, but for others. 
and <laughs> let the tears commence. Uh, you actually are like a ray of positivity and sunshine. Um, and you have a natural talent to like bring people up when they feel down and genuinely like it's a superpower. And um, yeah, I just really appreciate you and um, for being honest and being like so open, especially as we were talking today. Yeah, I want to thank you before I die to say this as well. <laughs> but honestly, I'm very thankful that you have something like this. I think you just did something and like you really just inspired me to do something like this. And this is really something that a lot of people will enjoy doing just like having conversations like this with other people and like getting to know their story and hearing them out and I'm so thankful for everything that you shared too because you're being so honest like it just gave me the platform or like not the platform that's not what I'm trying to say just like the space you held space for me just by being vulnerable yourself so I'm thankful that you have this <laughs> no of course of course if, if this can't be a safe space you know then what are we here for honestly all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to Larissa for coming on the podcast. Come back next week, where we once again ask the timeless question, what do I want to do? Before I die. There we go. Okay, and that's the podcast. <laughs>